Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Barra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Wednesday, May 25th, and we're bringing you real-time news. Fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. Emotions are running high today as the country grapples with the fact that an 18-year-old was able to purchase two AR-15-style assault rifles and hundreds of rounds of ammunition and then use them to massacre 19 fourth graders and two teachers in Uvalde, Texas. Sit down. You're out of, you're out of line and an embarrassment. Hey. At a press conference with Governor Greg Abbott, flanked by state officials and Senator Ted Cruz, Gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke walked up to the stage to say shootings are actually preventable. O'Rourke was escorted out of the building. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says the suspected shooter had no known mental health issues and gave no indication of what he was planning, except for three Facebook posts about 30 minutes before. The first two were about shooting his grandmother. The third post, maybe less than 15 minutes before arriving at the school, was, I'm going to shoot an elementary school. A Meta representative says those were private, direct messages and the company is cooperating with authorities. Stock prices for the top five gun and ammunition makers in the U.S. have risen since yesterday's shooting. The highest increase has been for Smith & Wesson, rising over 7%. It's common for gun stocks to go up after a big shooting, as Americans stock up on guns and ammo out of fear that tighter federal gun control laws might be coming down the pike. So what's Washington going to do about it? We have two senators with two very different responses. Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy, newly elected when the Sandy Hook massacre took place nearly a decade ago, took to the Senate floor last night, literally begging his colleagues to pass laws that make this less likely. I understand my Republican colleagues will not agree to everything that I may support, but there is a common denominator that we can find. But if Texas Senator Ted Cruz's comments to CNN are any indication, he's already dismissed any possibility of common ground. You see Democrats and a lot of folks in the media whose immediate solution is to try to restrict uh, the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. We want to put the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, into context for you. 
listening to a lot of numbers can be difficult, but stick with us. For starters, a definition. A mass shooting is when four or more people are shot and killed, not including the shooter. That's according to the Gun Violence Archive. So there have been more mass shootings this year than days. This is the 145th day of the year, but there have already been 212 mass shootings so far. 212. The massacre at Robb Elementary School is believed to be the 30th shooting at a school this year. Twelve of the largest mass shootings in the U.S. have happened since the Columbine school shooting in 1999. And half of those mass shootings happened in just two states, Texas and Florida. And one more. According to the Washington Post, more than 300,000 students have experienced gun violence in their schools since 1999. If you like our show, give us a rating and review. It helps. And tell people how much you like us. Coming up. We'll talk about street fighters, hooligans, and neo-Nazis in one of Sweden's most notorious underground fight clubs. George Floyd was murdered two years ago today, and at that time, some of the country's biggest banks pledged to invest billions in Black communities. Now, the CEOs of five banks that are Black-owned or serve primarily Black customers say that those investments made a difference. They were able to give more loans to Black businesses, offer more mortgages to Black families, and acquire more customers faster. But there's still a long way to go to reduce the racial wealth gap. Indiana lawmakers overrode Governor Eric Holcomb's veto of an anti-trans bill, passing it into law themselves. The Republican governor had refused to sign the bill that will ban transgender girls from playing on girls' sports teams. Holcomb says the bill is pointless and will only lead to lawsuits. It's the latest attack on transgender rights at the state level around the country. The long-awaited report on Prime Minister Boris Johnson's Partygate scandal is finally here with some damning details. While England was under strict lockdown in 2020, Johnson's staff was living it up with alcohol, pizza, and karaoke. There was puke, people got into fights, wine was thrown at the walls. At one party, a whopping 45 people attended despite the high risk. The report pointed the finger at the leadership in 10 Downing Street without naming Johnson directly. Florida high school senior Xander Morris says he was told he couldn't say the word gay during his commencement speech. So the graduating class president came up with a very effective way to skirt the censorship. He talked about his curly hair. Having curly hair in Florida is difficult due to the humidity. I decided to be proud of who I was and started coming to school as my authentic self. His speech has gone viral online, amplifying Morris's protests against what critics have dubbed Florida's so-called don't say gay bill. It, it needs to be about this for the thousands of curly-haired kids who are going to be forced to speak like this for their entire lives as students. An Indiana pastor confessed to his congregation over the weekend that he'd had an affair decades ago. The 65-year-old received a standing ovation for his honesty, but then a woman in her 40s took the pulpit. She said she was the woman in the pastor's story, but she said, I was just 16 when you took my virginity. She described herself as a victim. The pastor, Reverend John Lowe, is now being investigated for his conduct. 
You remember the movie Fight Club, right? Imagine something like that. Men fighting barefisted, underground, in secretive, anything-goes style bouts. Now, imagine the vast majority of the participants being neo-Nazis and white supremacists. Well, in Sweden, a club called King of the Streets is contributing to the radicalization of young men into the far right. Karim Zidane has been covering the international illegal fight scene for years. So Karim, what is this fight club and why does it matter? Well, Dave, King of the Streets, it's this unsanctioned MMA organization that brings together fascists, anti-fascists, Nazis, extremists of all sorts, and regular street fighters to these unsanctioned brawls in secret locations in Sweden. And then they post them on YouTube. And these brawls now draw millions of views online. These are quite secretive. So for the most part, people really don't know the full history of King of the Streets. They've been very good about keeping their cover. I mean, nobody still knows who owns King of the Streets, who's running the show. It takes place in, you know, abandoned warehouses throughout Sweden. And the fights are fashioned really after, you know, the 1999 film Fight Club. And it's found new life, really, because of the glorification of hypermasculinity. It's an escape from this late-stage capitalism that we're in. It's a way for a lot of disenfranchised men right now to sort of rediscover themselves in some very perverse fashion, really. So, you know, as you've written about, the combat is really extreme. I mean, the floors are not mats, they are concrete, and you are not allowed to wear gloves. You can only be fighting barefisted. And really, anything goes. You can punch people in the spine, you can poke their eyes, you can do all sorts of stuff. But why combat, specifically? Well... It's really about the glorification and valorization of violence, really. It's this idea that it brings back this hypermasculine ideals around, you know, defense. And it matches with current far-right messaging, as a matter of fact, on the need to really defend nationalism and territory. You know, preparing yourself for this inevitable, as they view it, inevitable race war mm. that's coming between white people and non-white people, as they view it. It's the us versus them mentality. And instead of them sitting and being unprepared for the coming war, they'd rather be trained, ready to fight, ready to arm themselves. I mean, it sounds far-fetched to say out loud, but this is truly what they believe. They claim to be apolitical. We've seen them on Instagram say things like, we welcome everybody to Fight Club. ISIS is welcome. Terrorists are welcome. Nazis are welcome. Anti-fascists are welcome. We don't care. But at the end of the day, Dave, at the end of the day, there's something that we cannot ignore here. And that is the fact that they are still platforming far-right individuals. And that is extremely dangerous. By saying we don't give a damn if Nazis are participating in our event, well, that opens the doors for Nazis to actually participate in your event. So what types of factors in Europe do you think have contributed to this rise in far-right extremist ideology? I think we are generally seeing a, a shift right now in Europe away from democracy and towards authoritarianism. Because once you have disenfranchised groups, young men who do not believe that they have a future for themselves, young men who can't seem to find work, uh, it's easy for these disheartened, disenfranchised human beings to be radicalized. Why? It's really as simple as this. You can't find work. Somebody can tell you, well, you know, this is really not your fault. This is the fault of all of your country letting in all these immigrants who are taking your jobs. Mm. That's just one step towards further radicalization. Once you're able to blame the other for one thing, it's not that hard to fall down that rabbit hole. And the far-right interconnectivity with mixed martial arts is only just the result of what's occurring on a wider scale around the world right now. But a lot of the things that you're talking about, which is, you know, fear of a race war, and fear of immigrants, a lot of these things are deeply entrenched 
feelings that are in America right now. So are you seeing anything similar happening in the West? Oh, I think the vast majority of far-right fight clubs that I've been covering are in North America. By all means, I need to make this very, very clear to your audience, the United States is easily the, the most problematic of all these countries. Far more problematic than King of the Streets is the rise of MMA as a tool for radicalization in the United States. Kareem, thank you so much for joining us on The Refresh today. It's been a pleasure, Dave. Thank you. Kareem Zidane writes about the intersection of sports and politics. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. Bye.